The epistle for this Feast of All Saints is taken from the book of the Apocalypse. In those days, behold, I, John, saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the sign of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Do not hurt the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees, till we sign the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were signed, 144,000 were signed, of every tribe of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 signed, the tribe of Gad, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Zabulon, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 signed. After this, I saw a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and in the sight of the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and the ancients and the four living creatures. And they fell down before the throne upon their faces and adored God, saying, Amen. Benediction and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. Please stand for the gospel. The gospel is taken from the fifth chapter of the gospel of St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up into a mountain. And when he was sat down, his disciples came unto him. And opening his mouth, he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they shall revile you and persecute you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake. Be glad and rejoice, for your, rejo your reward is very great in heaven. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. And dear faithful, today we celebrate the lives of the saints. They have died, but they are still alive. And they have a life that is fuller and richer than the life that we live. They live their lives in the vision of God. God fills their souls with his eternal life and makes them far more happy than they were ever were on this earth or ever could be on this earth. The saints are in a state of rest. This life, when, when they were living it, was, was one of great struggle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. But now that struggle is over. They rest in God, and they will rest in God forever and ever. Their life now is constant, serene. It's like a placid lake 
that's shielded by the mountains and never sees the slightest ripple upon it. But if the saints possess this eternal reward right now, it's because they were capable of somehow living to some degree the life of heaven even while they were here on this earth. That that serenity that I just spoke about that they now possess in heaven and will never lose, they somehow maintained to a certain degree during this life. Somehow, the saints were already resting in God, even when they were not sailing on a placid lake, but rather they were beset by all manner of storms and trials. And the rest that they have today is partially a reward for the constancy that they were able to maintain in this life. There is no way that we will be able to attain the crown of heaven and live the life of heaven unless we possess a certain measure of constancy in the midst of all the trials and tribulations of this life. The saints were able to do it. And the saints had to go through the same sort of things that we have to go through. They suffered plenty of disturbances during their lives. They had too much to do. They had no time on their hands. They lived in a world that was worldly and evil. They were threatened by all manner of dangers that were attacking their faith and their livelihood. But they remained firm throughout all these things. They were anchored in God, who never changes. They were somehow, while they were living in this life, living partly in eternity. They were in time, but they were also in eternity somehow. The voice of Christ was much louder for them than the voice of the world, and they could hear him saying to them in those beautiful words that are found in the imitation of Christ, where it's, it's Christ speaking to us. And he says, as long as you live, you are subject to change, even against your will, so as to be found sometimes joyful, sometimes sad. But he who is wise and well-instructed in spirit stands above all these changeable things, not heeding what he feels in himself, nor from what quarter the wind of change blows, but minding that the whole bent of his soul may advance towards its due and wish-for end. I really want to point out today this constancy of the saints so that we may be motivated to try to imitate that constancy, to try to live throughout all the trials and tribulations of this life with some sort of inner core in our soul that remains placid, calm, the same. That deep down within ourselves, there is a certain sameness because we are rooted in God who does not change. We have to strive throughout our lives to be stable, to be sane, not to give in to panic, not to be too affected by the things that go on around us because our goal is not to be totally enmeshed in the changeableness of this world, but our goal is somehow to reach up into that unchangeable realm, the spiritual realm, where we hope to dwell forever. We are striving for an eternal goal. We worship a God who does not change, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to attain that goal, we ourselves have to achieve a certain stability and sameness throughout our life. 
throughout the many changing moments of your life, you must develop the ability to fix yourself in that one unchanging moment of God's eternal existence and somehow anchor yourself there so that deep in that core, you are not moved from your constancy in pursuing your true heavenly goal. This was a special focus of one of the saints, a recent saint, Sister Elizabeth of the Trinity, a Carmelite nun. She liked to contemplate the unchangeableness of God in the midst of the fluctuations of this life. And she composed a famous prayer where she addresses God as the unchanging one. And I just want to read to you part of this prayer because it expresses so well what I'm trying to say, that that we must somehow anchor ourselves in the unchangingness of God throughout the fluctuations of our life. O my God, Trinity, whom I adore, help me to forget myself entirely, that I may be established in you as still and as peaceful as if my soul were already in eternity. May nothing trouble my peace or make me leave you, O my unchanging one. But may each minute carry me, carry me further into the depths of your mystery. Give peace to my soul. Make it your heaven, your beloved dwelling, and your resting place. May I never leave you there alone, but be wholly present, my faith wholly vigilant, wholly adoring, and wholly surrendered to your creative action. The fact is, my dear faithful, that we have a particular difficulty maintaining this constancy today. Our world is definitely different in many respects from the world that the saints lived in. And that's perhaps the reason when we, when we look at the lives of the saints, perhaps we, we feel that the most difficult characteristics of the saints for us to, to imitate is precisely that constancy and sameness. Our world seems more changing, fluctuating today than it ever was before. I recall to mind that, that boast of, of St. Ignatius. Remember how St. Ignatius said one time that, that if the Jesuit, if he received news that the Jesuit order was suppressed, that he would just need 15 minutes in the chapel and he would be able to restore his peace of soul. Well, it seems today that, that we are disturbed and troubled by many lesser things than that, and it takes much longer than 15 minutes for us to get back our peace of soul. But I think there's three particular reasons why we find this constancy more difficult today than in times past. First of all, we have greater access today to things that tend to disturb us. And what, what tends to disturb us most are evil news. And, and that's, that's the most popular news. It's the things that most, the most reported are troubles going on in the world. We have unlimited access to evil news today. Um, this news brings us tidings of things that threaten us, deadly diseases infecting millions, government regulations threatening our freedoms, galloping inflation, making it impossible to raise a Catholic family and support a Catholic family, members of the hierarchy, including the Pope, supporting some of the worst evils of the world, whether it be abortion, population control, climate change, fear-mongering. 
all of these things that just were being bombarded in, in our news feeds with this sort of bad news. And we are disturbed. And we are shaken from our constancy on a regular basis because we're ingesting this constant stream of information that brings evil tidings. And our, our spirituality is not strong enough to be able to handle it, to maintain that core unshaken. The second reason why we find it difficult to be constant today is we're living life at a faster pace by means of our technology. Technology today somehow extends our human powers beyond their normal capacities. We're able to do things that, that normally humans would not be able to do, but, but we are capable because these machines are like an extension of our humanity and give us greater powers than we had before. We can communicate with so many more people and so much more rapidly through phones and email than when they didn't exist. We can travel very quickly over long distances through cars and airplanes. And so what we tend to do is, is live life at a pace that is quite simply not natural. It's not the normal pace. It doesn't follow the normal rhythms of the human body that, that God gave us. And, and we also live much more in the moment because we take care of so many things. We do so many more things today than we used to. And so we tend to live much more in the moment than to live more in eternity. The more things that you have to do and the faster you have to do them, the more you tend to far focus on the parts of your life rather than the whole of your life. It's just like if you're riding in a fast-moving train, you can, you can see one thing at a time as they're flying by, but it's really hard for you to take in the whole. The whole is moving too quickly. So that's what happens to us. We, we're often very focused on each part of our life, and we tend to miss the whole because it's moving so quickly. Our life's moving so quickly. Then the third reason why constancy is more difficult today is because we are consumers today of images much more than text. This is what is pointed out in that, that book that I referenced the other day, Amusing Ourselves to, to Death by Neil Postman. And, and the whole thesis of his book is that because television came into the world in this new media where we now take in information much through, more through images than through reading, um, it's changed the way that we think. And it's made us a lot less reflective than we used to be because of the nature of the image. The image is, is something that, that flashes before us and then goes away, flashes and goes away. Whereas the text on a piece of paper, there's something permanent and unchanging about the written text. And because people do very little reading today and they consume so many images, it almost affects the way they interact with reality such that they're living much more as a mode of living that corresponds to the images that they're taking in, much more of the moment and not of, of, a, of a state of life that's more permanent, that's more reflective. So we tend to be more impulsive today. We tend to flit from one thing to another, multitasking or just low attention spans, so on and so forth. And as a result, we are much more unstable My dear faithful, if we are to be with the saints forever, we have to learn 
not to be swept up in the changeableness of this world. We seek an unchanging state, a forever eternal state, where there will be as the greatest stability and constancy possible. We must find ways to rest in God even when our lives are in a constant state of motion. I read an interesting book over the summer. Yes, I read a book over the summer on leadership. It was written by a Catholic by the name of Alexander Havard. Um, it's called Excellence in Leadership. And his thesis is basically that, that a good leader is someone who's virtuous, that, that you need virtue to be a good leader. And he goes systematically through the key virtues uh, that we study about in our catechism, the theological virtues, the moral virtues, and some, some other virtues as well. But since, according to him, uh, a leader needs to be virtuous, and, and we all need to be virtuous to get to heaven, I think what he says applies to everybody, even if they're not in a position of leadership. So he gives three qualities of a leader that really apply to this subject of constancy. And I think it's something that we can reflect upon and perhaps apply to our lives and and address these these problems that we have with our particular 21st century modality um, in order to maintain a greater constancy. He says, leaders face evil with equanimity, but they do not hesitate to destroy it the moment they have the chance. You have to remain calm and at peace whenever you hear news of evil, whenever some evil happens to you or to your family. You have to face that evil with equanimity. When you hear about evils, you must not panic. It's not virtuous to be panic, be panicky. We don't read the Gospels and see Our Lady or Our Lord becoming hysterical. At, at any point in their lives. You have to be rooted in God. You will not be able to conquer the evil that's in the world effectively if the evil has conquered your peace of soul. You can't be reactive. You can't just throw up your hands and give up when you hear about some sort of evil. The second thing he says is that leaders persist in the face of obstacles. Their perseverance is not pig-headedness, but principled steadfastness. No matter what, because you know that your goal is a good one, you know you're on the right side. You know that your Catholic faith is true. You've got to keep going. No matter what happens, no matter what obstacles come up in, the, in, in your midst, you've got to believe that there is a way to keep going and achieve your goal. There's always a way. As soon as you give in to this idea that the obstacle before you is prohibitive and will not enable you to achieve your goal of sanctification, of achieving heaven, of leading your family to heaven, then you've lost. You've lost. Third thing, leaders realize their dreams through constancy in work, not through dazzling words or gestures. The goal of heaven that you're striving for, the goal of holiness, sanctity, hopefully, that you're striving for, is not attained by sensational things, by sensational acts. It's attained by doing your duty of state day after day. This is the very consoling thing for us as Catholics. We know because we have this heavenly goal, and everything we do, God willing, is done in the state of grace. 
Everything we do is, is worthwhile for heaven, gains us merit for heaven, advances us towards our goal. It's the little things that you do, day in, day out, performance of your duty of state, that, it, that earn you an eternal reward, that weave your crown of glory, that you will wear forever. Your work is not a work of a moment. It's the work of a lifetime. And you have to keep that in mind as the days roll on. So my dear faithful, let us on this All Saints Day really reflect on this constancy that we need to have because we are seeking an eternal, unchanging reward. I just want to read to you the words of Psalm 45 that are so relevant in this regard. A beautiful prayer. It says, Our God is our refuge and strength, a helper in troubles which have found us exceedingly. Therefore we will not fear when the earth shall be troubled and the mountains shall be removed into the heart of the sea. The stream of the river makes the city of God joyful. The Most High has sanctified his own tabernacle. God is in the midst thereof. It shall not be moved. God will help it in the morning early. Be still and see that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our protector. You have to anchor yourself in God in this life. And though our world has changed so much from, from the days of the saints, the days of old, yet there is one thing that has not changed and will never change. And this especially you must anchor yourselves in. And that, of course, is our mass. This mass that has not succumbed to all the craving for novelty today, for constant motion, for instant gratification. We have today in 2021, that exact same mass that has nourished the souls of the saints, the mass that does not change, that has not changed throughout the centuries, the mass of transcendence, the mass of stillness, the mass of all time. If you anchor yourself in this mass where we have our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the same Jesus Christ who is, who is yesterday, today, and forever, always the same, if you anchor yourself in this mass, then, of course, you will maintain that inner core of constancy and persevere throughout your life and attain an eternal reward with all the saints forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.